We never know where we start talking, Andy. Yeah, well, now I'm used to doing the radio show. Oh, we're so, like, professional. We don't know know how to do a podcast anymore. So, you know, I'm expecting to hear some hardcore, some heavy metal guitar kicking in. You know what? You know what they say? You can never go back. It's true. You said that? Don Henley? And yet here we are. I guess we've started. We started, so, but you know what? Welcome to the Red Eye Podcast. Red Eye Podcast. I mentioned Don Henley. You did. The thing, the thing I was thinking about this morning, Andy, was um, Hotel California. Uh-huh. Did you read about it? No. They're suing hot- – the Eagles are suing Hotel California. Is that a hotel in California? Yeah. Uh, they For copyright, uh, copyright infringement. Sure. And everybody's making fun of them. Yeah. You know? But uh, it, to me, that was like a that seemed like a good red eye story, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I'm going to defend the Eagles, even though I don't know anything about the suit. Oh, uh, sure. Just because everyone's attacking them, right? That's what you do. You know, somebody. That's what copy copyright infringement's all about. That you know, you got to kind of protect your your thing. Well, yeah, I could sort of. I, I mean, I'm assuming it's a new hotel. I don't. Yeah, I, uh, you, you know, know, my research is very thin on this. Mm-hmm. I decided to defend the Eagles without looking sure. at the suit at all. Sure. Well, I think having also not seen the suit or heard of the story until just this second, I will. Uh, I'll defend the Eagles too. Yeah. And also, by the way, I should point out, I know nothing about copyright law, but yeah. I will still staunchly. I will staunchly defend the Eagles to my dying breath. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's why. People don't. They react all of a sudden. They're like, "Oh, those Eagles are jerks." But the thing is, the I don't think it's just a. They don't want to go around suing everybody that that has the name Hotel California. Something tells me Hotel California wanted to start selling, um, you know, branded merchandise exactly. that started to infringe yeah. on their name. Maybe they wanted to use. Maybe they were using the album cover in decorating the rooms, right? Etc. Maybe they were making it seem like their hotel was somehow endorsed by the Eagles, which they want to prevent that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you're right. I think there's probably merchandise involved and stuff like that. And you know, I although I don't know anything about copyright law uh, in my little stint as the publicist for the Academy Awards, yep. I learned one thing, which is that a- anytime we issued a press release, which we did, you know, that was mo- a lot of my job was, you know, uh, Tom Cruise announced as presenter at the 69th annual. Whatever. Right. The first time you said Oscars, you had to put the circle R after it. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I think it was the same. I don't know. If for I think Academy Awards might have been trademark, might have been a TM or something like that. But the thing is, what happens is if you don't uh, sort of vigilantly defend your brand, yeah. that's an, that can be used as an argument against you in court. Uh, obviously, this isn't copyright. This is trademark. Yeah. But but I. It but might, why the Oscars? You're mentioning similar. the Oscars. It's not like they confuse it with the, with any other Oscars. No, is but it? but the the Oscars is a is a trademarked term. Yeah. And in the way that people say, "Hey, can you Xerox this?" Yeah. And your copy machine is probably not made by Xerox these days. <laughs> it might be, but it might not be. Yes. But Xerox has become like Band Aid. It's stuff like that have have become like generic terms, right. even though they're they're actually brand names. Yep. And the the thing with Oscars is that you know they have obviously, as you would expect, they have high powered lawyers, and that's the first thing they told me pretty much when I became the publicist is you have to put the circle R the first time after you say Oscars, yep, because we have to vigilantly defend our our trademark, the you know the register, or 
or that could be used against us. Like if, if other people started using Oscars and then the Academy said, wait a minute, that's ours. And to say, well, you never really made, you know, you never fought to claim that as yours. Yeah. <laughs> so it, this could be a, a case where the Eagles are doing this because uh, thinking down the line as well. Yes. Like if a hotel can, can take that name, then other places can sell merchandise with Hotel California on it and whatever. So, again, I know nothing about copyright or trademark law, so everything I have just said could be completely false. Just lay off the Eagles. But leave the Eagles alone. Yeah. The Eagles get a lot of crap. They do. And I have to say, I I don't listen to them at all, but I did growing up. I mean, Hotel California, I wore that album out. It's amazing. When I say album, I mean LP. Yes. uh, (laughs) Because we're that old. But uh, (laughs) You could wear out albums, too. No, you, you really could. Um, and, you know, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. They just, they get a lot of crap. I don't know days. why. They're I, ex- you know why? Because they're excellent. I think it's because they're, <laughs> now they're dad rock, like, which is a term I honestly can't stand. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's this term thrown around mostly by, as you would imagine, younger people. Yes. And, and it's fine. I mean, every generation has their thing and whatever, but they lump bands in there as dad rock. And it's like a lot of those bands were actually fairly uh, transgressive maybe too strong a word but the idea that van halen is dad rock now it's a riot i, I mean van halen was when when we were growing up that was the music your parents told you to you know you can't listen shut to off it. that noise absolutely so i remember now- van halen i remember discovering that album because they would you know they would play albums in the record store yeah and i would just we would just go to the record store and sit there and uh-huh. listen to the album and right. we're like you know we just couldn't afford the 12 bucks or whatever it right. was to get the album so we would <laughs> go or we would go to the stereo section of sears mm-hmm. and they would be cranking the albums right. on, on the stereo and you yep. would just kind of sit around in that appliance section yeah and then there were the places <laughs> where you could you could put on the headphones yes uh, because you you wanted to check out the fidelity yes quote unquote and you would just sit there and listen to albums yeah but it's just now everything is lumped into, oh, that's dad rock. It's like, well, you know what? It wasn't back then. But I guess, look, it's like, I guess our generation being baffled by the hoopla over Elvis swiveling his hips. Yeah. Or were we, though? Yeah. I feel like we came to terms with that one. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying we, we, were, we, were, no, we were baffled by the fact that it was such a big deal. Yes, yes. And because to our generation, it was like, well, that, that's nothing. And I guess to the generation now, bands like uh, Van Halen or Aerosmith or something like that and are nothing in, in that, you know, in the sense of the, oh, I mean, it is kind of funny. I will will find uh, old, like stuff that's on used on commercials now. Yeah. Uh, like ACDC being used on commercials cracks me up. Yeah, it's hilarious because it was the again, devil music. ACDC was in, in the 80s and the 70s. It was. It was devil music. Came from hell. Yeah. And now it's being used to sell you a Buick. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, do you remember when Kiss was uh, touted as kids in Satan's service? Yeah, or Knights in Satan. I thought it was Knights in Satan's oh, service. Oh, you know what? Up in Massachusetts, it yeah. was kids. Oh, was That's it? what I heard, okay. yes. Uh, but they would put it in church bulletins yeah. and they would tell people and uh, – you know, it was hard to research things back then. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, but well, I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. I was like, no, I think it's kiss. It's like take on the word kiss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they had all sorts of stuff like that, you know, that was – and you'd get the album cover and you'd look at it and it was like, what's going on in this thing? I mean, there's a bat out of hell. The guy was coming from hell. Well, that, that was meatloaf. But yeah. Yes. No, that's what I mean. No. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the albums. I gotcha, got in trouble gotcha. for that. There's yeah. actually a uh, – in my in my book, Mean Dads for a Better America, there's a chapter that deals with the Meatloaf Bat Out of Hell album. Really? Yeah, because my dad found the album, and it had the lyrics in it. Uh-huh. It had 
the lyrics to the entire album, uh, Inside sure. the Sleeve, which I'm not going to forgive uh, Mr. Loeb for that uh, because he knew. He knew he was selling it to teens. Right. He knew we were going to get in trouble for that. Right. So I had to sit with my dad while he read the lyrics to me uh-huh. and quizzed me on what, you know, what did I think that you know, Interesting. he was. Yeah. He was like, want to go all, going to go all the way well, tonight? Yeah, sure. We're going to go all the way tonight, tonight? What does that mean, huh? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know, Dad. I mean, <laughs> it was like the whole album. <laughs> and it's full of a lot of metaphors, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's very... And most of them are not very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It takes a while to realize <laughs> yeah. what's going on. But, you know, the, the, uh, that's what, ha- you know, the, the, it was dangerous stuff. Absolutely. And, and and now today I listen to the same things and and uh, I you know I'm surprised what gets on the air. Yeah, well, look, I mean the stuff that gets on the air in primetime television on networks compared to when we were growing up. I mean, there's it, a controversy on Stephen Colbert. Yeah, which is I, I am actually. I mean, I I generally hate when people go after yes comedians or late night hosts or whatever. I am shocked that he, regardless of how you feel about it, yeah. I'm shocked that he said that stuff. I know. It is amazing. I mean, that is – like you can't go much – I mean in terms of pushing the boundary, <laughs> you can't go much further than what he did. Yes. It shows you how comfortable though that – I like it. I like when things like this happen because then you – everybody trots out, what if so-and-so did this? Right. You know, which is – is uh, I was saying the other day the uh, with the, the Pocahontas. Yes, you know I said this is the kind of thing that Andy and I we would get fired for that We'd, or yes. taken off the air. Right, and then, and then you, the president is saying it. So it is always interesting to make those comparisons. But that's the way you know Comedy Central is very dirty. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they just do everything and then they bleep it. Right, which is it's amazing that that you can get away with that. Yeah, and sometimes they don't bleep it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This what you have to bleep is. Uh, but the thing is, they're. I, I mean, not to get technical on this, they are a cable network and they legally they can do whatever the hell they want. There's no FCC regulation of, of cable. I don't know why. How did we let those – do you remember when they, they the guy came with the truck and then everyone voluntarily got these cables put in their house? It was, it was uh, you know, like – You mean to get cable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we all got cable right. at the same time. Yeah. MTV came into our basements yeah. and everything. And, uh, you know, why didn't they – how did they get away with that? Why didn't the FCC be like, oh, yeah, by the way, since everyone's getting it, now you're under right. our umbrella? Like, I, I, It's a good question. I guess because it was – you know why? Because they're not – it's not free. Okay. Whereas the networks are, I mean, technically you can still get them. You can still pull them off, off an antenna. Yes. You know, they're sort of, they're free. They're licensed to be free to the public. In fact, I did that a couple of years ago. Did you? I pulled the plug. Yeah. And then I uh, went with um, an antenna. It's amazing. The the the, the high definition signal, mm-hmm. you know, I thought, oh, maybe let's try this out. You know, I heard it's really good. Right. It's like pristine. See, that baffles. I just would always, my memory, because... When we grew up, obviously, you, you had antennas on your TV pre-cable, yeah. and you were constantly having to move them around and yeah. bend them and add coat hangers to them to make them longer. It was unbelievable, the fuzziness. Yeah. Of, like, there was one network that I can't remember which one it was. One of the major networks had a fuzz on it that we just dealt with. Well, that was the same with that. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, my memory is it would change. Yeah. Like, one day, you know, growing up, Channel 2 with CBS wouldn't be coming in. Like, the higher numbers would come in, like, 7, 9, and 11 would come in, but the lower ones were fuzzy. Yeah. And then the, uh, a week later, it would be the exact opposite. And then did you have the UHF? Of course. We had channel, I think, I think it was channel 67 was a big one on Long Island when I was growing up. Yeah. So it's we had TV, we had 38 and 56 in mm-hmm. Boston, which were totally the, they were huge. Yeah. Like 
38 and 56, there's something very local about Boston. Like, they're uh-huh. really into their local stuff. So they would... Uh, you know, the shows that were on there were to, to us, it was just I didn't, I didn't know why it was on a separate area. Right. I didn't really understand that it was local. Right. You know, like I was not in my mind. But the the uh, the the stuff that was on there was like was huge. There was a there was um, Rex Trailer was a as a cowboy, mm-hmm. a kid's cowboy. I think we've actually talked about this on this podcast. Before. Oh, we have? Yeah. Rex Trailer was a kid's cowboy. He had his own show, Boomtown USA. And everybody watched it. Rex Trailer was as famous in, you know, my childhood. Right, and as, he would go into the parades. Yes, he'd, yes, go, he would, about yes, this, yes. he'd come to the parades. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was very big. And then when MTV came out, uh, Boston launched its own right. V66. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And we were like, you know, we were loyal to, to, to <laughs> yeah. Boston-based music videos. <laughs> but yeah, so I always assumed that, the having never tried it, uh, that the same thing would sort of be the case with the HD, with the antennas. But you're saying no. It's abs- You know what it is? It's digital. They're digital. And it's, it's, a, it's an antenna signal, mm-hmm. but it's a digital signal. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's all or nothing at all. Right. So it comes in, and if you read about it online, the, the advocates for antennas, they're like, it's way better because the cable channel squeezes your signal and they don't give you the full right. d- uh, d- d- definition. That is true. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. so the networks and PBS come in super clean mm-hmm. and it's an ama- it's amazing picture right and when you watch a movie uh, on it or whatever uh the problem was i couldn't get this was before uh i worked at fnc sure. so once i was at fnc i was like i, I mean i can't be a cable cutter and <laughs> right. work at a yeah. you know at this company so i went back to the cable but my wife was glad because we had you know uh the the, the children's programming was like cubo the, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard that network. No. Yeah, oh, a, yes. It's an over the air. Yes. It's an over the antenna kids yes. network. And with a uh, K, right? Yeah, Cubo. Yeah, I have, I've heard of it. Um, and it's just a lot of it's a lot of strange children's <laughs> programming. Like it's not the best children's channel. No. But I remember when you know when you cut cut your cable, you want to convince yourself and your family that you've done the right thing, right? And that you're saving money and that and that you're not making any sacrifices. So I was like, "This Cubo, it's amazing." And I was uh-huh. like, "Come on, kids, Cubo!" And my kids were like, "I don't think this is." <laughs> they weren't sold on it. Yeah. So then when we went back to the thing, they were like, "Thanks, Dad." See, I can't. And I have I have friends who who have done the cord cutting thing, and uh, I I can't do it for one major reason, and that is sports. Yeah, I just I probably watch sport more sports on TV than anything else. Well, do you get the packages? Yeah, you do. Well, so you well do, wait, wait, but no, like you don't get the full NFL or something. I or do. Full... I get for NFL. I get Red Zone. Okay, so that's which legit. is that's that's how I spend my Sundays during football season. Is yeah, obsessively watching Red Zone. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's like, although now I'm 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 quitting fantasy football, so I may actually go back to watching full football games on Sundays. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, but uh, but but that's an example. Red Zone, but even ESPN, which you know, and I know everyone's mad about ESPN for their politics, and I honestly I don't watch anything on ESPN except actual sporting events. Yes. Um, None of the coverage. No, not really. Because, uh, you know, we were talking about this on the radio show last week. Anything I – for the most part, if I want highlights, I, I have 24-7 access to highlights on my computer and yeah. my phone. So I don't need to watch SportsCenter anymore. Do you think that SportsCenter kind of ruined it as far as, like, appetite goes? You know, the fact that you can see all the great catches mm-hmm. just, like, lined up for you. Yeah. You know, it makes you not want to sit through a whole baseball game, or does it? Well, there is that. I, I don't know so much with with Sports Center, but back to NF to Red Zone, mm-hmm. which is you know they only they they for 
people out there who might not know what the Red Zone Channel is, they basically, every football game that is going on at the time, whether it's the 1 p.m. Eastern games or 4 p.m. Eastern games on Sundays, they just, they rotate back and forth between them depending on who's in a, score, in a you know, got a scoring drive going. Yeah. Uh, and they show you every scoring play from every game. And <laughs> it's incredible. It is I have definitely noticed it makes it harder to sit through an entire football game because, you know, they've done studies where a, a three-hour football game, uh, you're getting – I don't even remember what the number is for actual minutes of play. Yeah. But it is so low. It's like 14 minutes or something like that. Yeah. I mean, out of three hours. Yeah. That, that's insane. It is. But, which, but it never bothered me before. But once you start watching Red Zone where – and there's also no commercial breaks. So they're just flipping back and forth between games. There's pretty much never a break. You're always seeing a football play, <laughs> even if it's uh, you know a play that gets no yards or whatever. It's like golf coverage. You know, where they, they – you know, they're playing – they're covering everyone in the tournament. Right, so you go from hole to hole. Yeah, and you're, they cut to the guy just when he's about to swing. Exactly. So you get to just see yep. amazing coverage for the whole thing. Yeah. And it's nothing at all like 18 holes of golf. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's way more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't – again, I don't, I don't know if SportsCenter, the ability to see the highlights has, has, you know, ruined my appreciation. I can still watch – I sit there and watch full Mets games. Yeah. Uh, which these days isn't very much fun, but I still do it. But um, the one thing I do think that ESPN and stuff like that ruined is the uh, – like the all-star game. The baseball all-star game. Yeah. When I was a kid, we talk a lot about when we were kids. I know. When I was a kid. Was, it's great. It's reminiscent. Yeah. But when I was a kid, the all-star game was this huge thing. And now it's really not so much. I know. What, now, why is that? I don't okay, know why. So here, well, my theory is that when you were a kid, when we were kids, you didn't have cable. You didn't have ESPN. Or if you did, ESPN was showing you know Irish hurling. <laughs> uh, they weren't showing Major League Sports, yeah. you know, Major League Baseball. The only time you got to see players from opposing teams were when they were playing your team. Because there, I guess there was Monday Night Baseball yeah. was on ABC, I think, or something like that. And that was once a week you would get out-of-market games. But mainly you didn't. So the All-Star Game was your chance to watch all the stars. Yeah. Well, now – you get out-of-market games. I mean, ESPN has a game of the week. There's a game of the – I think they used to. Anyway, Fox has a game of the week on the weekend. And you have SportsCenter and everything like that showing you highlights of these guys all day long. So you see these guys all the time and, and, and on your phone and your computer. So it's not a big deal to see a guy who plays in Los Angeles or something like that for people in New York. Yeah. You know, uh, also, wasn't the rivalry more back then? I feel like the National League well, definitely. was like a foreign country when I was a kid. Oh, so for me, it was the American League. It was a foreign country. <laughs> it was right. And the yeah. thing was, why? What was the – because of the well, – I was a Mets fan. It was the Mets, so yeah. yeah. I was it's not a Yankees fan. So. I know. It's funny because the Mets never seemed – there were certain teams that seemed like National League teams to me. They all had domes. Mm -hmm. They had artificial turf. None of our teams had artificial turf in uh -huh. the American League. You know, I always felt like we were the more national – I mean, we were the more – uh, natural league, right? You know, because we had like Fenway Park, Yankee Stadium. Right. It was the real baseball to me. And then it would be like the Padres with those orange uniforms or uh, whatever, or like the, was that the Astros? I can't remember the A's. That was the Astros. They they had outrageous uniforms, right? And they had the like Raleigh Finger mustaches. That they was just the American were, League. That <laughs> well, was that was league. okay. <laughs> I'm mixing up all the teams, yes. you know. But yes. the uh, also we had Wrigley Field. 
Yeah. Was Raleigh Finger at the A's? Yes. Okay, cancel that. Yeah. We had the cool mustaches. <laughs> they, you guys had the weird uniforms. And it was the, the thing about it was, it was the artificial turf. Mm-hmm. And it was the, uh, I guess, see, designated hitter. Awful. I know. It, it, you know what? You guys don't like the designated. No, but to me, that just it. seemed natural. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's un-American. Uh, you know what? I'm it fairly really... certain somehow Putin is behind the designated hitter. <laughs> you, thinking about it, you know, I can understand why it sticks in your crop because mm. you guys had your pitchers had to hit. Of course. And so I, if I were, uh, I would hold it against the American League yeah. that, that way. Yeah. But. The National League, and they seemed like communists to me when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny because I don't – I think because all those artificial turf teams you talk about were sort of – at least I feel like they were out west. Yeah. So they weren't the teams that I saw. Like, like it, right. I had – you know, it was the Mets, the Phillies, the, the Braves, whatever the National League East was back then. Yeah. Were the teams I saw mostly. You're right. And they weren't like that. It was it, – that's why I often think of like – you know, like the pirates, I think of them as a, an American, American league. league. Yeah, because they seem uh, they seem like an American League team. To uh, me, you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's because the East Coast or something. Right. I don't know. I was all mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my world as a kid was divided into enemies, and you know the good of guys course. and the bad guys. Yeah. So of course I had to I had to create that. Yeah. And uh, I feel like the was the free the free agents. They probably came out of the National League, right? The free agents. First free agents. <sighs> I want to say that had to do with the A's. Uh, what the hell is it? No, or was it the White Sox? It was I, uh, Richie. Oh, man, I can't believe him. I used to know all of this. It was that first. Well, it, you know, I always remember that being, they painted that as the uh, the end of baseball. I guess I was I really sided with the owners, I guess, as a kid. Right. I, I identified Shocking. With the, <laughs> I identified with the overdog, uh. as usual. <laughs> but I remember thinking that, you know, I was exposed to a lot of that, yeah. the idea that the free agency, that's what yeah. ruined the whole thing. Well, it is interesting because as a kid, I read – uh, Kurt, Kurt Flood. Flood. Thank you. Wait, wasn't that Boston? <laughs> oh, okay. Our, our producer is talking to us. I don't know if you did. It was Kurt <laughs> Flood, right? Yeah. Um, I I read uh, Leo DeRocher. I used to read tons of sports autobiographies. Yeah. Uh, and I read Leo DeRocher's Nice Guys Finish Last. Uh, and he hated free agency. And he felt m- much the way you did. Yeah. That free agency ruined baseball. And that was – so I read that book and I thought, well, Mr. Mr. Leo DeRocher must know what he's talking about. So I think for like a year, I was like, free agency ruined baseball. Yeah. And then I read some other stuff that it was more like, actually, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, all right, maybe, maybe Leo wasn't giving me the complete picture here. <laughs> but, uh, but it does show you how much you are influenced by, by you know, what you read or, or, or who you read. Joe Garagiola. Sure. You know, baseball is a funny game. That's right. I read I mean, his book. Yeah. All baseball books. Absolutely. Uh, the Bronx Zoo by Sparky Lyle. Oh, yeah. Another great book. I had a dime store book, Bat Boy of the Giants. Uh-huh. And it was about the polo grounds. Uh-huh. You know, it was one of those old books from the 30s. But, uh, you know, I would read it over and over again. I loved yeah. it. Probably wasn't a great literary classic. But to me, <laughs> right. it was. It was yeah. about the Bat Boy from the no, Giants. No, absolutely. Amazing, what could yeah. be better than that? <laughs> <laughs> well... What else did I have on my thing today, Andy? My issues. The Eagles? Okay, know. we solved that problem. Oh, Austin Powers is 20. That is amazing. I, it is, it's 20 years, yeah. okay? So then I went and I looked up. It's funny because then you think about it for a while and you're like, ah, maybe it's not that amazing. Like, it, it amazes you when you first hear it. Yes. Austin Powers, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so somebody who's 20 now. Right. That... They, the Austin Powers came out when they were a baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the greatest yes. example. <laughs> 
And someone who's 19, right? They actually it was a year before they were. They were born. not. Yes, they, yeah, were, they were not born, born yet. Yeah. But the I'm always I always like thinking of things that mind blowing, mind blowing things. You know what I'm saying? Like the so that's 20 years. Okay, so. Let's take that 20 – I like to take that 20-year period for Austin Powers uh-huh. to us now, and I like to slide rule it down in history. So, like, the difference between Austin Powers coming out and me and you chatting right now uh-huh. is the same as the Beatles playing Shea Stadium and Ronald Reagan being reelected. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, that's a mind sure. blower, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, then slide it down mm. even further. Uh, it's the difference between uh, what? It's like World War II. I was going to say, it's the difference between pre-World War II and post-World War II. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. does that blow your mind yeah. or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, when is it? The World War II. When was the, the D-Day? I mean, like, take that to Shea Stadium. Like, the end of World War II uh, to the Beatles playing Shea Stadium. Right. That's yeah. Austin Powers till now. That's a mind-blowing game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that, yeah. Let's wow. slide it down further. <laughs> I think that would be a great show. Uh-huh. History slide rule. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep going through history, you yeah. know? It's yeah. amazing. I like it. <laughs> I actually read uh randomly last night, I guess, uh the Hollywood Reporter had a a 20-year uh one of those oral histories of Austin Powers. <laughs> An oral history? Wait a minute, yeah. what? You know, where they interviewed the oral history things where oh, they yes. interviewed the people involved with them. Right. Um and so I actually I Actually, actually, just read that last night. Um, it was pretty interesting how they did, and I had forgotten it was not a big hit in the theaters. Really, it wasn't. No, and it was the first one. It was the newly uh, created technology of DVD, where the first one really took off and became a pop culture phenomenon. Oh, it made under like Anchorman. It made kind of uh, yeah, Anchorman. I think did better in the theater. Uh-huh. Uh, that's amazing. I thought that but, was a hit. Yeah. It made – I think if I recall correctly from the article, it made less than uh, $50 million at the end of its theatrical run. <laughs> I see. That's uh, not a huge comedy And hit. they never – you know, the people involved in making it had no thought that there would ever be a sequel. And then when the, the home market exploded, uh, I think Jay Roach, who directed it, said – or whoever, they got a call from Mike DeLuca, who was the head of uh, was New Line Cinema, saying, yeah, we want a sequel. Yeah, and and they were like, "What are you talking about?" Uh-huh. And we're like, "No, dude, this thing is exploding. Right. You have no idea." And then when the sequels came out, they were so promoted, and they were was, huge. They were huge. Yeah. Yes, but not as good as the first one. Right. I mean, the second one wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. I have trouble remembering the third one. I don't remember the third one. Yeah, I, but the second one was Beyonce, or was that the third one? Uh, no, I'm not even sure. I don't know. The Spy Who Shagged Me, right? That was the. Was that the second one? The second one, yes. So that was Beyonce, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember. You know how they have those church signs. Uh, the so the sequel would have been what, f- sixteen years ago or two? No, less. A couple of year, two years after, like eighteen years. Probably two like or that. three years after. Yeah. 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 So, so this is now we're talking like the year two thousand, right? For the spy yes. who shagged me. Yes. But they, the church signs. Uh, you know, they they try to bring you in with the latest yeah. hip right. like things. You know, and pop culture references. Right. And I'm walking by the church. Uh, on the west side, the, Hell, like the Hell's Kitchen Church, uh-huh. and it says, uh, you know, today's sermon, awesome powers, the God that snagged me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. I was like, wow, that's really... Was that back then? Yeah, that was back oh, then. Oh, okay, good. Just just when the... the yeah, yeah that would be funny. If it were today, right, yeah. you'd be like, hmm, yeah. kind of reaching there, yeah. Padre. <laughs> but you know what uh, the... Uh, 
couple of trivia about that, the oral history. Did they mention that he, that, I think I, I'm remembering this, that, that Mike Myers withheld the Austin Powers character from Lorne Michaels. You know, he was on Saturday Night Live. Right. He, um, he didn't do, he had the Austin Powers character. uh uh-huh. He didn't do it because he wanted it on his. He wanted it for himself. Oh, that's, no, it did not mention that. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty sure I heard yeah. that. Uh, uh, we'll have to have our uh, ombudsman check. Yes, that. but <laughs> yes. the I remember him saying at one point there was because you know that the then Lauren has the, he makes those movies out of the Saturday Night Live characters, right. but he kind of wanted to keep that one in his pocket uh, because I think he wanted total control over it because he had a vision for it or right. something yeah, like that's that. That's interesting. Yeah, and then of course he did three blockbusters yeah. and they were all uh, him, so yeah. it was a, it ended up being a wise decision. Decision. Yes, definitely. Although I don't know if I would have the guts to do that. If I were on SNL, I would have been like, "I got to use this character." Uh, absolutely. You know yeah, I, mean? I yeah. got to, I got to, you know, run this thing yep. into the ground. <laughs> yep. Um, but the other Austin Powers trivia is that Johnny D, John D. Domenico, mm-hmm. largely before Trump, made his living doing Austin Powers. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because he does a great Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. You strap on the wig, you right. put in the teeth, yeah. and you're ready to go. Huh. And what's better at a corporate event than like, hi, baby, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> right. He's got the velvet suit. Mm-hmm. And his Austin Powers is, I mean, it's like, it's not the same as doing, tr- I guess it is. It's a character. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a fictional character either way. <laughs> and, but he, get, he would get up and do just what he does now, which is like, you know, you get up and give a speech. Right. And then you bring up the CEO and you put him through the, the ringer. You make the... Various double entendre references uh-huh. and everything, but yeah, his uh, as far as I know, his his biggest thing because I used to see his social media, and you would see it was like him standing there with various dudes, it's like CEOs, yeah, or, yeah. and uh, pointing at them with his Austin Powers right. uh, thing, and then when uh, and then he just started doing Trump as. When The Apprentice was big, mm-hmm. you know, that was the thing. It was a big hit show. So we right. started doing it. And then it, you know, you're fired, that whole thing. Like Trump was a perfect corporate act for him because of the you're fired. Right. And they could do the the Apprentice type games at corporate events. You know, they could structure it all around that. So it became big. And then Johnny was like, well, this isn't going to last forever, you know. Right. And then it just like <laughs> – and then it just went crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I remember thinking last year that it wouldn't last forever either. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Simpler times. The way the world <laughs> the way the world works. Yep. One day you're trying to open a hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> and uh well I was just looking at different things that happened back then. Bill Clinton reelected, ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was trying to find something more mind blowing. <laughs> uh, Kelly Flynn. First U.S. Air Force female bomber pilot certified uh, for combat. Remember right. that? Uh, no. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, ninety-seven was that was sort of a, around the birth of the internet. Well, yeah. I mean, look, a computer user known as ECI publishes his C source code on Windows ninety-five, uh, and uh, which later becomes WinNuke. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, not a <laughs> hell of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like. A lot happened. Yeah. June 12th. June 13th. That's my birthday. Uh-huh. Timothy McVeigh sentenced to death on my birthday, 1997. Wow. It was a great day, right? Yeah. Remember that jerk? Yeah. Oh, I remember that jerk. <laughs> I mean, that guy was no good. Yeah. Um, Steve Jobs returns to Apple Computer, at a, announces ah, it at Macworld okay. with his little mock turtleneck. Uh-huh, sure. I mean, I mean, that is actually amazing. We We don't remember, young people don't remember a time without Steve Jobs, but we all remember Next Computer. Right. 
the guy like Steve Jobs what yeah the guy gets booted out of Apple yeah and everyone's like oh poor Steve Jobs you remember when Steve Jobs was you know everyone felt bad for him because uh, Bill Gates was the the winner mm-hmm. you know yeah and then poor little Steve Jobs goes and creates Pixar oh Pixar never going to be a success uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> then he goes crazy he revolutionizes the animation business or whatever then he comes back to mm-hmm. Apple and then takes over the world yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Did you see the uh, – you probably didn't only because most people didn't. The the Steve Jobs, the movie, the one with uh, – oh, man, what's his name? I saw Noah Wiley. Uh, no, that's not definitely not the one I'm talking about. Yeah, Noah Wiley played Steve Jobs and no. he was like – it was like a dark look at, at Steve Jobs. I, I cannot believe I'm blanking on the actor's name. The guy who's in the new Alien movie and who's in the X-Men movie and who's – oh, my God. This is embarrassing. Anyway, it was the one that was written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't see that uh, one. It's actually – it's worth watching. Wait a minute. Aaron Sorkin who wrote the, the, the thing about the Facebook guy? Yeah. And he did a he did a Steve Jobs one? Yeah. Oh, well, no. I didn't know that one. Yeah. No, I was I – saw... The guy whose name I'm blanking on was nominated for an Oscar for uh-huh. Best Actor. But I, I, this is so bad that it, I can't remember his It'll name. come to us. We only have a few more minutes yeah. left in our podcast. But... Uh, but anyway, it's an interesting movie. It's not – it's not a cinematic movie. It's almost more of a stage play. Yeah. Um, but and, and it, but it, it it was an interesting character study. It was one of those movies that's not – that's it's sort of – Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Oh, of course right. I remember that. Hey, yeah. that came out with massive thing and it, and wasn't, it, it was a flop. Yeah. What yeah. was the problem? Uh, look, a lot of people didn't like it. So I'm, I'm recommending it only because I really liked it. But I, I'm in a sort of minority here. Yeah. Um, but I also I, – I, whatever his faults, I generally love Aaron Sorkin's writing. Uh, and he, I mean he does definitely have faults. But that's that, that, uh, that newsroom. I that mean it was so was annoying. Not, yeah. But yeah. The, the, uh, the, 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 the social network was incredible. Yes. Awesome movie. Yes. So he's good. Even though he was like West Wing used to kind of bother me, but I guess it was probably like a, you know it was like a politics thing. It yeah, was a little little annoying. No, absolutely. Although he was was he Sports Night? Sports Night, which is yeah. one, one so of my all time favorite shows. He's great, yeah. whether you like him or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, my Steve Jobs movie I saw. I said it was uh, what's his name? The guy, the uh, Noah Wiley. It was Noah Wiley, but the 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 um, the best guy was it Ashton Kutcher. No, no, Didn't the Ash- best guy was was um, was. Was Bill Gates, uh, and it was, um, you know, what's his name? I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Why can't we? <laughs> we're so we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, the guy from uh, uh, he was great though. The guy who played, <laughs> played Bill Gates. <laughs> this is a great radio here. And listen, people, <laughs> people have. Uh, I'm, Tom is. Uh, I'm going to narrate this because yeah. we're we're on audio here. Tom is is tapping his phone. <laughs> okay. uh, Michael Hall Anthony. <laughs> Michael Anthony Hall. <laughs> he played Bill Gates. He played Bill Gates. And you would think it would stink. But he was great in it. He uh-huh. was perfectly nerdy. Right. And like, you know, he had a he, he had a kind of a dark sense of, uh, you know, he played it really dark. When was this? When did this come out? I, it was really good. It was a good movie. It was I, probably made for TV. But that's a good one. I but I can picture old Anthony Michael Hall. Like back when he was nerdy little guy, yes. Like I absolutely, I could see him as Bill Gates. But once he got, you know, is all bulked up and was playing, I, yeah. I don't see that. But yeah, no, it was it was after that. It was after that. 
I'm going to look it up here. Pirates of Silicon Valley, 1999. Oh, okay. That was like an HBO movie. Yeah. 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 I do remember that. Those are real movies, though. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Those HBO movies, you know what? The, um, 61 is like my fa- one of my favorite movies. Uh uh-huh. People do the sports movies. I think we did this on Red Eye. We're talking about favorite sports movies, yeah. and like they left off Brian's song and uh-huh. 61. 61, uh-huh. like, 61 was good. Yeah. Because I, I, it, it was on HBO. Those were those movies that I watched it like 14 times or something. Right, and it sure. would come on and I would just leave it on. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, well, that's it, Andy. All right. We, uh, we really did it today. <laughs> and uh, for people wondering, Kissel's going to be around. He's just away all the time. Yeah. We're going to have him in as yeah, uh, when uh, he's, he's welcome here almost whenever he wants. You know why we're doing it? We've been, you know, because we want to have like a th- the third man on the podcast too, like get some of the guys in right. and get guys like, uh, you know, Kissel and, and um, other, uh, our other faves. But I feel like we, uh, because we've been doing. The radio. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing the radio and having the guests yeah. in. We need them there. We need the guests in there. Yeah. And this is kind of refreshing to just come here and yap because yeah. the um, on the radio, we're doing a lot of politics. You know, you yes. get the stories in yep. and you want to play the sound bites. Yep. You want to get the callers in and talk about it. Yeah. But I love it. Are you loving the radio? No, oh, it's fantastic. It's so fun. Yeah. Talk radio is good. It's hard. Uh, we're uh, we're not good at it yet, but we're getting good. Like. <laughs> It's a great opportunity, I think, for people to listen to two guys get better at something. Right. Like live in front of you. Yeah. And you know how fast we're getting good at it? It's amazing. I think we're doing all right. I think we yeah. are. It's like, <laughs> I think it's great. To, it's a great thing to listen to. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if they keep booking us. Yes, exactly. Well, we're having a good time and we're sticking here. The The downloads for the podcast are up, up, up. And you know why? Because people miss Red Eye and they, they want to really have a little do. taste of it. Absolutely. So I said, I made a little video. I said, Red Eye Nation. There is a Red Eye Nation out there. We're going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep listening. And um, and let's get on to uh, Red Eye Nation. I, we, I, I like to give you guys assignments. Get on to um, iTunes and and write your uh, uh, write the reviews. You know, give us the stars. That helps uh, expose it to people. And you know, spread the word. When the podcast comes out, you know, pop it in your feed. Whatever yeah. things like that. We should go back to the we we stopped doing the sort of uh, the word we want people to use. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. word. What That's about? right. I forgot about yeah. that. Pork loin. Pork loin. Yeah. Oh my god, work that's that going to be hard. Work that into your review. They because they really work it in in an organic way. I know. Sometimes I know. But that's going to be hard. Yeah, uh, a tough one. That makes it more fun to read. Yeah, something weird about the word loin. Isn't yes, there? absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. That's the Red Eye Podcast. I guess we'll um, you know we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs>